Welcome to the Blackcast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. And today we're going to be doing a bunch of cover uh, songs. And uh, Jeff, just an overall arc of your emotion. You don't need to tell us into detail quite yet. I know you don't listen to covers all that much. What did you think overall? How how difficult or was this an easy, difficult? Did you enjoy doing the cover thing or... Um, I, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy doing the cover thing. I mean, it's interesting to see, uh, reimaginings of songs. And I think that's where I like to see it. Like, um, uh, just, just for example, bef- without getting into too much detail, um, like for example, the, the Lauren Babbick King for a day, mm-hmm. uh, originally by Pierce the veil. It was, it was so close to the original like it's it's a great cover, but it, they, they didn't. I didn't really feel like they made it their own, compared to, um, like betraying the martyrs with "Let It Go" originally by the you know the Frozen Disney movie. They made mm-hmm. that song their own and made it really original. So I enjoy it more when, like a band or a group, whatever is, takes like a song from a different genre and makes it like their own cover rather than like just copying everything um that like the original artist did um so like overall the 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 two that you put on there that are the, like the, the two main ones that i listened to um i enjoyed listening to the most it was interesting to see other covers and as like rather than uh saying whether i you know enjoyed the songs or not i think there were overall some pretty good covers on this list okay you know all right yeah i was just kind of curious because i know i for me covers are a just like a weekly kind of escape where i will put on youtube and i have a couple different cover bands that i listen to uh and i think once a week or once every other week or something they'll depending on who it is they'll release something and so it's just a nice little i like to and they're not all like great covers like you said i like to hear things reimagined and sometimes they either go a little bit too close or they try to do something uh too much like the original and it just doesn't sound like they have any heart behind it because it's not their particular style or uh just Mm -hmm. something just didn't quite match up but these were when i was trying to think of a list i in my head it would have ended up only being like three bands that we've been covering so i just kind of was like you know what actually this band did a cover this band did a cover this band did a cover and so i instead of like kind of picking the ones that i listened to a lot i just did okay i know they did a cover and i know and so i we kind of i tried to spread it out the amongst the genre or style of covers yeah so it was uh, a little like fresh for you too going back and hearing some of these covers that i haven't listened to in a while like let it go or um even not to get too much into it, like you said, but uh, Taylor Swift's cover, or not Taylor Swift's cover, but the ta- the cover of Taylor Swift's uh, You Belong With Me by For All Those Sleeping. Uh, I haven't listened to that song in at least five years. So mm-hmm. it was nice to go back and kind of re-listen to it and nostalgia. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll just hop into the first song then if you don't have anything else to say about no, the overall the overall style of uh podcast that we're doing today yeah uh 
so the first song that I like to talk about is Africa, uh, originally by Tito Tonto. I didn't write that. Toto. 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 There we go. I knew it was something like that. (laughs) Uh, and this is from the frog leap studios, YouTube page. Uh, it's a Norwegian, uh, Leo Morikali, something like that. It's, uh, he runs his own, uh, recording studio out in Norway and he actually brought in, oh boy, I'm going to butcher this name too. Uh, <laughs> Rabe Masad and Hannah Bolton, Bolton, why you, I, I'm once again, I'm really bad with names. Uh, it's <laughs> probably why I don't remember them is because I, I feel like I'm going to butcher them. Both are from the, both of them are from the UK. Uh, Rabe or yeah, Rob, I'm just going to go with Rabe. He, I kind of looked at his bio on his YouTube page and he said that he is a, a self-taught uh, musician, songwriter, producer, and mixing engineer. So that, that was kind of cool that he didn't have any formal schooling and he just went straight into the YouTube game and kind of taught himself everything. And mm-hmm. then Hannah, she's actually in a jazz band called Blood Dig. Blood Dig? B-L-E-D-I-G. Blood Dig. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. To, um, I really enjoyed him bringing... I like listening to his stuff. He does a lot of interesting sounds or he does a lot of interesting things when he records uh, Leo. That is when he records all of his other uh, covers that he does. And to hear Hannah, Hannah's voice, it was very refreshing because he has this very gravelly voice. Yeah. And she had this super crisp, super clean voice. So even the parts where he wasn't screaming and he just was doing the singing, it had that real heavy, like, metal clean vocals but like kind of gravelly and then her just crisp clean it was a very good uh or they balance each other out very well it's good contrast yeah and then the timbres and of both their voices yeah and then i feel like uh rabe his he's really good at guitar and i don't know did you listen all the way through uh at the very end of the song where he, they're doing the credit roll. No, I, oh. I didn't actually, I, I, that wasn't part of the song, was it? No, it wasn't that part was of the song at the, all. It was, a, it was just a credit. And honestly, yeah. I almost enjoy that a little bit more than the actual song <laughs> because okay. it, yeah, I stopped it at that point. Cause I, cause it was like long. I'm like seven oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah. Cause the video was like seven and a half minutes. I'm like, that's weird. Cause like the original, cause you know, I obviously listened to the original, you know, to mm-hmm. compare them and the original is only like four and a half minutes. I'm like, what are yep. they doing for an extra three minutes? So it's literally yeah, just a breakdown and like guitar rift. And then Hannah doing like, a, uh, 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 and you just hear just like this heavy guitar in the back. It's, it's just a fun little jam session that they did to do the credit roll. Okay. And it's, it was a lot of fun to watch and, or, and to listen to, but uh, how much so, of a like what kind of what kind of credits were there other than them three like they had the credit like the original artist and that and that type of thing or uh 
Do you remember? It, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like their Instagram, Twitter, where to oh. find their music, their YouTube pages, stuff like gotcha. that. Yeah. Actually, I think I did. I kind of skipped through it and it, and one of the, one of the texts was like, you can buy this guy's music too. Yeah. And there was like little arrows and yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I have some more stuff to say, but what what did you think? What was your initial impression of Africa? Um, well, when I first saw that you put this, when you texted me this song, I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> I, I hate this song. I don't know what it is. I don't know why everybody likes it. It's just, it's just one of those songs that I, I can't stand, but the, the cover was really, was great. Um, I really enjoy the, uh, there was like a riffy part at like the two minute 30 mark. And then after the, the, you know, yeah, like you said, the guy was a great guitar player. I liked the breakdown after the guitar solo. Um, wasn't expecting that really. Um, although I think it is coming back to me. I think we, I think you may have sent this to me a, like a long time ago, maybe I, I back when have. it first came out, back when it first came out. Cause it, it, it had a little bit of memory. I'm like, I think I've seen this before mm-hmm. once. Um, but I made a note. I said, I'm liking all of the parts that aren't a part of the original song. <laughs> so all of the uh, extra like, you know, metal riffy parts and and all the um, like the the heavier breakdown things mm-hmm. that they added in to make it their own. This is so and this is why it made it like a good cover, in my opinion, is because it's like a different genre and they put a metal twist on, you know, a, whatever it was considered at the time, like a rock song or whatever genre that is. So mm-hmm. in terms of like, I don't like the song at all, but in terms of a cover, it is a great interpretation of that original. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, in my notes, you pinned it down. Exactly. I, I love the bridge that goes into that solo at two thirty, going into the breakdown at three thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I, I think that's the best part of the song. It just, uh, it's just heavy and it, it needed it in my opinion. And then what did you think of Leo's beard? Um, I, I like it. I, <laughs> I was kind of, uh, I, 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 I wasn't expecting that when he first like jumped into frame yeah. on the camera, I was like, Whoa, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. No, it's, interesting looking beard, pretty long. And it's got like five ties on it. Yeah. It's, I, I just wrote down Leo epic beard. I love it. <laughs> So I was wondering if you took note of that at all. I I did notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, he uh, he's got pretty good production on the you know on the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of I could tell that. I'm not, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I can tell that that guitar tone is kind of like a. I don't. I don't want to say the word like not professional because my, you know, I'm, 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 uh, probably nowhere near as good as, you know, obviously like a professional recording studio or anything, but, but I could kind of tell that it was like, like made from home, I guess you want to say Mm -hmm. like the, just the production of it. Like the, I could, I could tell the drums were, um, I think they were, uh, you know, like, like, midi you know whatever like like i like i do um 
you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just something that I noticed and, uh, you know, that that's totally fine to do. Yeah. Um, the singer was great. Um, the other, the female singer, yeah. um, she was really good. Um, it's interesting though, that, that, uh, they, that, that's, that she's pretty versatile, that, that she would go from jazz to metal. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Um, well, she didn't really like, like sing heavy or scream or anything. She still had like a clear voice. Um, but it's just interesting to switch genres like that. And it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. She she went from the jazz to, uh, I think you consider it more of a, a melodic metal. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 And you said that he, that, um, the, the beard guy, um, yeah. Mr. Frog leap. Um, (laughs) uh, that he, uh, he was self-taught with his like recording and and mixing and stuff like that. That was, uh, no, that was the guitarist. Oh, that they brought in. Yeah, no, Leo. I don't know about him. Uh, he Leo is the one that owns the recording stu- studio. So the the metal singer, the the male singer, he or the with only the beard. He he's the one that owns the studio out in Norway. And then, oh, so the guitarist was doing all the production. I don't. I don't think so. I. I don't know. I his they might have recorded his guitar. He might have recorded his guitar and sent it over. But I thought oh. I thought they all went over to his his recording studio and did it all there. Okay. Well, my my point being is that he whoever did it, um, you said that they they were like self taught and you know that type of thing and um, yeah, you didn't have a formal education. Like I did have a formal education in like recording and mi- and mixing and stuff. But like, I found that, you know, after getting out into the real world and, you know, working at a jazz club for almost six years now and just doing other recordings and stuff on my own, like, I feel like, and just like watching YouTubes or U- YouTubes, I can't believe I just said that YouTube videos. Um, uh, I think I've, I, I think that I learned more, you know, uh, like in, in the real world on, on, mm-hmm. on the job and, and like a lot of late nights, you know, sleepless nights trying to figure things out and, and, uh, actually forcing my, you know, forcing myself to do better. So I, I feel like, uh, it, that can be a good learning tool for, you know, if someone's doing it on their own, because, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I, I honestly, I feel like I learned more just doing everything myself or like look, doing my own research and, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, when you get out in the real world, you learn that the books don't have everything in them. <laughs> no, absolutely do not. Yep. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> uh, do you have any other talking points on Africa? Overall, you you found it. You didn't like the song, but you enjoyed the cover. It yeah, I, I, I kind of made it. Yeah, for each of these, I made a note of whether I liked the original or the cover more. And in this okay. instance, I like I like the cover more than the original. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote... Uh, I wrote down that it was respectful to the sound of the original while still keeping mm-hmm. it their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good uh, do you have a, do you have one that you want to go on to or do you just want to follow down my list? Yeah, just do your list. That's All fine. right, cool. Uh, so the next up we have voices originally done by motionless and white surprise. And uh, <laughs> this is covered by 
Aya Mori. Uh, they're from, she's Russian. I think her real name is Natalia Addison. At least that's what the her YouTube bio said. Uh, and so what, what I like about her covers is she does all of her covers in Russian. Mm-hmm. And what was crazy is knowing the English version so well to hear it put into Russian or have Russian lyrics behind it to how well everything fit. I, I made was, that note too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. I could follow along. I'm like, voices in my head again. And then I could, and whatever she was saying, she's actually her and there's another Russian band that I listened to called Ice Peak. They're kind of the reason I started learning Russian and then I'm really bad at committing to learning new things. So I stopped after like three months, but (laughs) nevertheless, I wanted to know exactly what they were saying. Even if it's songs I already know, I wanted to kind of learn and, uh, but I really like her voice. I think it was very tastefully done. Um, the only, my only complaint is you can't find her covers on Spotify. They're only on uh, YouTube. And then her originals are on Spotify, which is, I don't know if that's because she's from Russia and they have different laws would be my biggest guess because I can find other covers on Spotify, no problem. Hmm. Uh, or yeah, that is... there's some royalty things that she doesn't want to pay. I'm not 100% sure, but it... yeah. Uh, the only other note that I have is uh, she stays with the same style. It sounds very similar. It, I would almost say maybe a little bit more watered down production wise. Uh, I think it was missing some synth sounds that the original had. But overall, I I greatly enjoyed it. I felt uh, with the tools that she had, uh, it was very well very well done. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I also agree that it was really interesting how a you know a different language can can keep a melody so close to the English mm-hmm. version because I've heard, I don't even know what song it was, but you know I've heard other like languages maybe from you that you've sent, uh, and when they do the the melody, it it kind of oh I know what it was. Um, it wasn't a cover, but it was. Uh, do you remember? Oh shoot! What's the band name? Um, it, this was this was probably this is over a decade ago, maybe like 12, 13 years ago. the The name of the song was "Scream," uh, but they're German. They had an English version. It was something like "Hotel" or something. Uh, the name, band was "Scream" or the no. The name of the song was "Scream." Uh, the English translation, but the uh, German word was Schrei. Uh, let me see if I can find this real quick. Uh, it was Tokyo Hotel. Do you remember that band? No, I don't. Hmm. Well, yeah, they. I think they were originally German, and I think they speak English too, but they had like an English version of that, of that song. Okay. And, uh, you know, it fit, and then but then they also had a German version and, and, you know, like the, 
the the uh, melody or the you know like maybe like the verse or something it didn't quite line up properly and it kind of felt like there were extra syllables obviously because you know direct translations it might not be a direct translation or yeah it might not fit properly so it was really uh interesting to hear that in this one because that doesn't happen often yeah. um d- did you happen I know you're a lyrics guy so re- did you happen to look up any of the lyrics to see if or the lyrics like that like if the the germ or the um the Russian if it was like if you could translate it like uh like directly verbatim. or uh no yeah no okay. it, it sounded good so I I went with it gotcha yeah um yeah this is another one where they they definitely made their cover made this cover their own because because they chose to do it in in russian mm-hmm. uh, i agree that it was it was probably missing a, little, a couple elements of um you know synth and maybe it wasn't as full of a production um definitely a different key as well along with so one of the other ones had a different key. Oh, it was, uh, I think it was the King for a Day, Lauren. Baby. Yeah, probably. But, uh, that's, you know, neither negative or positive. You just have to change the key for whatever range you're comfortable, you know, singing in. Yeah. But um, in this case, I think I like the original more just because it did sound fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great, it was a good cover, but I, I'd rather listen to the original if I had to choose between the two. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. I like I like I said, I, I do covers not to listen to them all the time. It's a it's a nice little treat. So a little break. Yeah. So hearing her do covers every now and they're all pretty spectacular. There's only a couple that I'm like, eh, but that's just because I honestly don't really like the song all that much that she's covering. So <laughs> Oh really? You don't like voices? No, 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 no. Voices I like. Uh oh. I was talking about like when she does other songs, like it's Oh. Uh I like her voice and I like, uh, I pretty much like all the stuff that she covers, but there's just a couple songs where I'm just like, ah, I can't get into it because I don't necessarily like the song that they're particularly covering. Okay. So, so you're not, always, you're not always just looking up songs that you like different covers. You just, you just like to, you like to check out, you, you might have like a favorite group or, or YouTube mm-hmm. channel or something that, that, that does covers and you want to check out their like interpretation of it. Yeah. For example, like I am Mori. So this, she does the Russian covers. I'll listen to hallow scene and they do new covers every week or every other week, something like that. And then Lauren Babic, uh, who else? Violet Orlandi. Um, there's a couple others like our last night does a lot of covers those are usually pretty good. Uh, so it's just kind of a, whenever I, I like a group and then whenever they release something, I'll check it out on whenever it crosses my YouTube page as a nice mm-hmm. little treat or break from listening to the same style or whatnot to kind of hear something different with a new, fresh, new creative eyes. Yeah. I, Oh, you mentioned our last night. They, they turned into a cover band yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, it, it's, and it's, and like it, it, I, I think I watched an interview with them a while ago and that, you know, they said it pays the bills and it gains its popularity and, you know, mm-hmm. good for them. You know, the, I mean, um, I, I, I prefer, you know, listening to bands, original music and, you know, it, you know, don't hate me for saying this, but I've, I kind of feel like 
cover, like just doing covers are like a cheap way to get like gain popularity. Like it's like, it's brilliant and it's really smart and it gets views and stuff. But like, I just feel, um, I would, I'd much rather listen to like a, an artist's original, yeah. um, thing. So like I, I did, I used to listen to our last night. Um, not, not all the time, but I, I did enjoy, you know, all the music that, that, that they put out. But then <clears throat> when they're, when they're, covers started gaining popularity and they, they do a great job of the covers. Like mm-hmm. production's amazing and they have great interpretations of it, but it's, and I, and I, it's funny, I actually just came across one on like Instagram today that they toy, toy story goes metal and they, they did uh you've got a friend in me. Okay. And I kind of just heard a couple, you know, a couple second, couple, 10 seconds of that. And, um, you know, it's just not, it's just not my thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're one, they're, they are one band where I kind of wish that they put out more original things, but mm-hmm. you know, band, you know, they bands evolve and you know, over time and I, I'm, I don't, I can't blame them for, for, you know, if it pays the bills and you're really su- successful at it, like good for you, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for example, on like discovering bands, at least through the popularity of their covers, like I never would have started listening to bad wolves or I prevail if, you know, Bad Wolves did their cover of the Cranberries zombie. And then. Oh, I yeah. Pre- I remember that one. Yep. And then, then you showed me that. I probably did. Yeah. And then yeah. I Prevail did the cover of um, Blank Space. Blank Spaces by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought those were both really good covers. And then that led me on to listening to their original stuff. So. Okay. It's kind of a avenue of finding new bands to listen to as well. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you don't have anything else to say about voices, you, you said you preferred the original over. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think it, it's a little bit more full. Um, but I, I do think it's a respectful, uh, interpretation of the song. Yeah, for sure. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. So then the next song would be Chop Suey by Necrogoblicon. And we've mentioned this a couple times in at least one or two other podcasts. So what, well, well we'll have you start. What do you think about this cover? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I like, I like this one more than the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the original is a great song, but Necrogoblicon just had, and I'm surprised I even clicked on it, you know, cause just because like, I think this was, this was before I, did you know about Necrogoblicon before I sent you anything or were you aware of them? Cause I know it was like, it was like months ago. I think it may have been last year in 2020, but I know mm-hmm. I sent you guys like, you know, the, the right now show that they do. Yeah. And, um, but did, did, were you, were you aware of them beforehand before that? Or I don't sure. think I started seriously listening to them until you sent me something. Okay. I might have watched like one YouTube video of maybe dressed as goblins. Okay. I think. Yeah. Cause, cause, um, they weren't on my radar until this chop suey cover. So okay. in, in this case, it's like one of those cases where like, like you just said a minute ago that a cover can introduce you to a new band. Mm-hmm. And this, this one definitely, um, put them on my, my radar. Um, I had heard about them, you know, long time ago, years and years ago from my cousin, but never, 
uh, sought them out and I, and I don't listen to them all the time. Um, every once in a while, I mainly mm-hmm. like watch their like YouTube videos just because they're so funny. And I, yeah, <laughs> just, I just love John Gobblecon is just the, just, it's just mannerisms and just everything he does. Mm-hmm. The guy and the actual guy himself is just hilarious. But uh, th- this this version that they did of Chop Suey is just is like top notch and is like is one of the two on this list that I regu- regularly go back to listen to because mm-hmm. because of how original they made it, especially during the the chorus. They do that that synthy um it's like a synthy bass thing mm-hmm. uh you know you can hear it better if you have good headphones but it's like the whoop boo you know like mm-hmm. that that like bendy bass thing that they do and it's it's just like it's it's so original and the, i i love all of the electronic elements that they added and they didn't really copy they didn't really copy any of the original uh, like the original had like acoustic guitar in there and they had that like tremolo picking during the, it may have been during the chorus or like the intro or something. So like, it's not like they directly copied it one-to-one from the original, um, the, the, the core, you know, chords that they're playing and the, the, the lyrics are obviously all the same, but like all of the parts where there was other instruments like layered in they added in like a synth keyboard solo or that, that like last final chorus is uh, all like a, like a EDM techno um, mm-hmm. just fun overall. And I, and like whenever I, whenever I listen to the song, I always want to watch the video with it because just, just because of, I just, it's just a fun video. And I, and I love watching John Gobblecon just, be goofy you know you like the noodle pool yeah i like the noodle pool like where did (laughs) like where do you even come up with that right the noodle pool and like his makeup is amazing like it's his his goblin makeup has changed over over the years and i I just wonder how long it takes for them to to set that up because like he he dresses like that like during their concerts and he's like the hype man so i just it's like it just looks so intricate that it would it would seems like it just would like take forever. It doesn't look like a mask. He like actually looks like a goblin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I so I first off want to apologize. I for the I I said that he doesn't play an instrument, and at least in the music video, he plays a sledgehammer on an empty keg. So you're talking about John Gobblecon? Yeah. I would like to apologize. John Gobblecon does play an instrument. It's a, it's a sledgehammer on a keg. Uh, I will admit that I was wrong. I have in big, bold letters, plays instrument. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I don't, I, I don't remember you mentioning that that he didn't. I said that he was like the hype man. He doesn't play an instrument. He just oh. he runs around on stage being silly and just kind of getting everybody pumped for the crowd or getting the mm-hmm. crowd pumped for the band. Uh but I will, I will apologize. That's my bad. Uh, no, I, I, I really like this song. It's an example of pushing the bounds and still keeping it a cover. Yeah. It, it's almost not the same song, but right. It has just enough of the original essence that it, it remains 
uh, the same. Mm-hmm. I like super heavy techno synth synth vibes uh, with almost a, an industrial experimental like metal sound uh, mixed in there. The they have this. I don't know if you caught it, but they're at like one forty. There's this silly little choir. It it's you know how in metal we talk about it's nice to have a choir join you and it adds depth but yeah. it's usually more somber or more serious tone this one uh at this particular part they're like you want to do and it's just like this really funny oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah silly yeah. like uh choir saying you know you wanted to and it's, yeah okay it's, it's coming back to me now yeah it's it's just fun i think it's uh very respectful to the original and still pass it like still keeping it their own it's it's a fun song i enjoy it yeah and you know like they follow the original melodies obviously for like the choruses and stuff but they also add in like all those like electronic and keyboard techno things like they add like extra melodies in there especially mm-hmm. you know like during the during like during the beginning when that, that <laughs> oh, excuse me sorry <laughs> i like i was like whoa what happened i tried to get away from the mic surprise um, sneeze it's all good um Sorry, I threw you off track. Sneeze gave me amnesia. Um, Oh yeah, so during the during the intro, uh, when they're when when that like drum tom thing is playing, they're like that like melody that's playing with that they're playing on like the keyboard that like you know like Mm -hmm. that's not part of the original song, and and I and I I love that they were able to hear something like that in in uh and and interpret it that way because I think a lot of other bands would probably just like try to copy everything exactly the way it was. And they, and they, they did a great job of, um, of, uh, making that come to life, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, like I, I remember the original, like I, I, maybe it's been so long since I've heard the original, but I, I didn't, I didn't remember that there was like a, there was like piano, there's a little bit of piano in there and there's a couple of strings kind of just panned off to the left or the right. Just, um, I, I, I guess I always remembered, uh, system of down just being straight, you know, like guitars and bass and drums and vocals. Um, I, it's probably just been so long that I can't remember it, but, uh, yeah, I'd have yeah to just, just a quick to note original. about the original. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, Anything else? You ready to move on? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so the next I have on the list is uh, Let It Go by Betraying the Martyrs, originally uh, in the Frozen musical. I don't know. Is it a musical? It's a musical, right? Frozen uh, the movie. It's a musical. I yeah, consider. I think I think most Disney movies have singing. and. But would you consider musicals? it a musical? Uh, or is it a cartoon? I consider it a musical. It has like at least 30% of it is singing. Yeah, I think that's most Disney movies though. I think they always do that. So I guess I, yeah, I don't know what the technical term of musical is, but yeah, let's, yeah, I'd say so. You say it's okay. Well, yeah, it's so. final. Bam. <laughs> Blackcast approved. It's it a has musical. Been so decreed. Yes. I don't have a gavel next to me. Right. I could smack something, but I have a hammer, but I don't really want to hit that on my cheap wood desk that might put a hole in it <laughs> soft very soft wood yeah it's just 
particle board. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, it's, I'd say it's about 85% screaming, uh, out of all the cover songs and actually out of, I think everything that reviewed so far, it has the most blasts. Yeah. Uh, there's three that I counted. Uh, I don't think anything that we've covered has a single blah in it, except for maybe. Nope. That would be the original voices song I think has a blah in it. Either way, it it has three, which I appreciate. Oh yeah. I love, I love the, uh, after the, after the first chorus, the cold never bothered me anyway. (laughs) <laughs> like the way that he, like he just, he does that. It's just so good. Uh-huh. And at the, and then, then uh, at the very end, uh, like, like the way he does that. Yeah. I'm terrible at it, but uh, yeah, there, there's a couple other songs on that album. I, I own that album and he, and there's a couple spots where he, he can, he, it's like, he makes it different every single time. Yeah. It's and not it, necessarily a blah. It's sometimes that's a, uh, or a, yeah. Yeah. So, but it, either way, it follows the same progression of tonal sound. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll forgive him on that. Yeah. So. I, I like for, for this song, I always get goosebumps, like listening to it. If I, for, if I, it's been a while since I've listened to it, like mm-hmm. the production, like the arrangement is just so full sounding, um, you know, so like going back and listening to the original it with, with, um, it's just a great song overall. I, I just, even the original kind of gives me goosebumps too. Cause it's just, it's just great melody. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the original, you know, listening to it, it, it feels a little empty just because it doesn't have like, you know, super full heavy guitars and bass. <laughs> it's, it's just like piano and like strings. And there's a couple, there's a little drummy part in there with like hi-hat, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm but it's not like a full rock song, whatever. But uh, this is one of the covers that I will regularly listen to and like actually enjoy listening to along with Chop Suey. Like I, I and it's, and it's interesting that you put those two on there probably because I mentioned, I think it was the end of last episode that like, those are the only, the, those are the only two that I really, listen yeah. to regularly so thank you yeah <laughs> it was it was mainly because i didn't want to just be like man i don't want this week to suck for him like if he doesn't like listen to covers <laughs> i want you know he needs to have give you know give him a bone yeah something <laughs> that something, oh, yeah, something that he enjoys thank you and actually there and uh um there's an honorable mention of another cover that i thought of just like yesterday that i do mm-hmm. like listening to is um uh right now na na by asking Alexandria. Do you remember that one? It's like punk goes pop goes punk three. Um, uh, it may have been the same one as uh, for all those sleeping. It may have been that one, but it was a long time ago. Five or four. It's one of those three. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four, five. One of those. Um, but yeah, that is another one that I, that I listened to as well. I forgot okay. about. Um, so there's for sure three that I will, turn on every once in a while um but uh so this is uh, this is another example of of where i like the cover more than the original um just because i love all the screaming and all the all their interpretations of it and uh the original is still a great song but i 
obviously like metal more than that style. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it's another great example of, like I was saying, where it wasn't just a straight up copy because, because it was a different genre, you yeah. know, the original had strings and piano and stuff. And then this one still has like piano, which was goosebumpy. Um, but it's like a metal interpretation of a different genre, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of like, I enjoy that more when that happens. Yeah. It's always fun to see what, uh, what can be turned metal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fun. Uh, I remember when I was in a band, my friend would bring his acoustic guitar to like, uh, when we were setting up and stuff like that and people were like, Oh, acoustic guitar can't be metal. And my friend was like, bet. And he would sit there and he'd, I think he, I don't think he would even do drop tune. I think he'd keep it standard tuning on his six string acoustic guitar. And he'd be like, and like people are like, okay, I resend my, just because the way he played his acoustic guitar, it, it was just metal. And it was just fun to, so I like whenever you can take something that you wouldn't expect and turning it into metal and, uh, and any genre of metal, it's, it's fun. I like to try and find, that's why I enjoy covers is because usually they'll take something that isn't in that genre. They'll usually take pop or I actually haven't heard any country, but, uh, they'll take, usually take pop or something from the top fifties and, or yeah, billboard top 50. Yeah take that and put it into their top 40 and put that in, make it metal. And it's, it's fun to hear those songs reimagined. Yeah. yeah and you just mentioned country and that made me think of a, a, you know, I don't listen to country at all really, but the one country song, uh, Kane Brown, I think it was what I think it's called. What if, what ifs Kane Brown, what ifs featuring Lauren Elena, that would be an interesting song to make like a metal cover mm-hmm. of because i really enjoy that song great it's just got a great hook and uh i might have to look that up after the episode and see if there's anything on there because that <laughs> that is something that is a song that I, I really like the original and might be an interesting uh co- a cover metal interpretation because it's you know turning country into metal yeah that would be that'd be fun i mean you can it, depending on how you dilute it down you could you know country is almost kind of like blues and blues is the where rock and roll started and then from there you progress into metal so if you backtrack it enough you could you could do it fairly easily i want to i don't know quotation marks easily they share a common ancestor yeah (laughs) um do you ever listen to like a like a country version of a metal song like do you ever go the other way and listen to because it seems like metal and like rock they'll cover like cover they'll cover those bands or songs but never seems to be the other way around at least that what i that i can think of uh i think i've heard a was it metallica i think I don't know if it was specifically country. It might've been more bluegrass uh, cover like Metallica or, oh no, no, no. You know what it was? Slayer on a ukulele. Hmm. Raining, raining blood on a ukulele. And it was 
<laughs> thebomb.com. It, it's pretty cool. So there, there was like singing too, or just no, just just the, just the ukulele. So it was just like oh, the okay. guitar part on the ukulele, and he recorded like I think maybe two or three times. So you had uh, the different guitars sounds. Hmm. It okay. it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it just seems so common for rock and metal to cover things, but doesn't seem to happen that that often um, in the opposite direction. No, usually I think they sample, at least with like rap and stuff, they'll take either country song and they'll take a a rock song and they'll take a little bit of it and they'll put that in as part of the beat from what I've noticed. They don't necessarily cover it. They'll just kind of throw it in there and put their own words over top of it while keeping the, the rhythm the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know if you consider that a cover or just kind of a... Nah, it's just sampled. Sample. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else about I think that's pretty much it for let it go for me is I think it's very well done. Uh I like the Disney pop going into that post contemporary hardcore metalcore sound. Uh yeah, I think I think they picked the right song to mm-hmm. cover because they didn't it didn't feel like cheesy at all. Maybe a little bit. But it's a little bit. I mean, it's a Disney song and all Disney songs are a little cheesy. So it just the lyric, the lyrical part, not the way they did it was cheesy. The lyrics were just kind of cheesy. Yeah. Oh, another thing. They did a a gender bend on it. So uh, they put it into their into their gender. So the guys, the guys is singing. So he says, instead of uh, be a good girl like you're supposed to be or like you've always been told to be or however the lyrics go. He puts a boy and then he says king in there somewhere. I forget where yeah, where it's supposed yeah, to be. But yeah, it's I noticed that too. I was like, oh, I wonder if they changed any of the lyrics up. Um, but yeah, they did throw king in there towards the beginning. And then boys boys in there wherever the girl is at. So it's they flip flopped it just a little bit. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything. I, I enjoy it. It's a good, I'll listen to it every now and then. I haven't listened to it in a couple of years. So going back and actually listen to it again, it gave me a little bit of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, so the next song, uh, King for a Day, uh, covered by Lauren Babick and Eric July. And Pierce the Veil did that cover. I didn't write that down, but. I had to pull that back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you said there wasn't too much in the change and I would, I would agree with you, but towards the end, I can't remember if it's the chorus or a verse. He, there is a, uh, it's the same style, but there's a slight change in how they handle the vocals. So um, at the end, Talking about that like drum break chorus? Maybe. Like they're singing the chorus, but it's like only the drums playing. Because I did note that there was like a it was like a combo of screaming and singing at that part. So yes, that that, that, that is the part. Yeah, where yeah. they yeah. they sing it and then they go into the screaming. So it's the do 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 do. I don't remember what what part they're actually doing they're doing the 
Shoot, I should have written, wrote that down. Oh, well, yeah, so they... Oh, yeah, so it's the, the part where they're going, I'm tired of begging for the things that I want. I'm oversleeping like a dog on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, I just like the way they build it up because he's singing. He goes, I'm tired of begging for the things that I want. And just the the build up. And I thought I thought that was how the original sounded until I went back and re-listened to the original. And when they when they didn't scream in that part, I was a little let down because I really mm-hmm. liked that build up. It was a good uh change from having just them always singing that part Mm -hmm. so that was just i wish honestly i wish the original would have done that uh yeah because they do because pierce the veil does do some screaming mm -hmm. like in this song too i think yeah um towards the beginning but uh i wanted to note uh, an interesting thing about just the original um it features kellen quinn and uh, it's unusual to see a guest vocalist have so much of the song, sing so so much of the song, and be and be so um, featured in it. Yeah, because ty- typically, if you have like a guest vocalist, they might sing like a line or two, or they might like back you up on the vocals or something like that. But this song, he gets like all the verses, and he does some like backup harmony melody things during the chorus. And I I haven't listened to the song in such a long time, and. And, uh, it was, it, it just kind of shocked me because nowadays if you see like a featured, uh, featured singer, for example, like when we did Galleons last week, they're he, they, like three different songs, they featured singers or screamers or something, but mm-hmm. I couldn't even really like pick them out. Like if you, like I, if you, if they, if they, if it didn't say that they featured someone, I probably wouldn't have been able to notice it because it was so subtle. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in, in this cover, yeah, like that part, that part is different. The drum break part where they scream and sing. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it uh, was pretty much exactly the same. And uh, yeah. So in that case, I think I like the original more. It didn't, they didn't really make it, it, it didn't feel as creative as some of the other covers. Um, it was just like a straight copy. It felt like, uh, you know, they, 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 they performed everything great. Um, and, uh, Lauren sounds like exactly like Kellen. Yeah. In my it, opinion. Yeah. It's almost like you could switch them out uh-huh. and they would sound exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of being able to copy the song, they, they, they did a, a good job, but uh, I think I have to stick with the original in this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing about uh, Lauren and her, I found this very entertaining. It has nothing to do with the song. In her bio on YouTube, it says, I la 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 and ra ra. And that's, I think that was pretty much it. There might've been like a, another sentence after that, but just, <laughs> it was very fitting. I felt like it was, it was just funny. So we, we know how old she is then. Yeah. <laughs> because that was pretty prevalent when people who, people who understand that know the, are, are from a certain age group. Yep. Us included. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I really don't have anything else to say about it. I, I enjoy it. It's a good cover. Uh, I like both. I don't really know if I have a favorite to be honest. Uh, mm. Just because I do, I like the original. 
I like the music video for the original. It's a great music oh, yeah. video. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I really enjoy that, that drum break that you mentioned and just that the, the difference in how they chose to do those vocal lines at that particular point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that is cool. So I, it, that kind of keeps me from saying, yeah, I like the original better. I think they, they're not different enough for me to say one thing or another. I think they're both, I think the cover is very tastefully done. So I just enjoy them both equally. That's fair. <laughs> it's fine, Matt. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the reassurance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, going on to to Dracula, originally done by Rob Zombie, uh, covered by Motionless and White. Who isn't knew? It Drag- we're gonna go- it's, it's Dracula, isn't it? With a G. No. Pretty sure it is. Is it? Have I been yeah. sending you a Snapchat right now? Thanks. You know what? It probably is, and that's probably why every time I type it into something, it autocorrects to Dracula. Uh, yeah. Uh, so no, you're right. That's kind of one of those uh, we just talked shwing. about it. A uh, one of those Mandela effects. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So yep, Dracula, uh, originally done by Rob Zombie, covered by Motionless and White. Who knew we were going to be talking about Motionless and White twice in one episode? You did. I did because I chose the song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Interesting. It's almost it, like you really like them or something. Almost. Uh, it. This is another one that follows the original pretty closely. Uh, they added more of their their traditional screams that are iconic to Motionless and White. That you can kind of pick out and say, "Yep, that's that's Motionless and White." And this. I'm pretty sure this came out around the same time. I, I should have wrote the date, but this is a really good representation of when their second full length came out. I, I don't know if you remember me. I got all excited and I sent you a message saying, hey, they they changed their sound. They sound like Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson had a baby. And yeah, then and I was probably like twisted a little bit and you're just like, uh, I don't really like it all that much. I was probably like, oh, thanks for telling me. Now I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just been like, listen to it. <laughs> uh, but this is a really good example of, uh, of how they imitated that sound. Cause it sounds, mm-hmm. his singing sounds very similar to the way Rob Zombie, it's a different pitch or tone, but the style and kind of that gravelly type singing is uh, very well done. Well produced. Yeah. Uh, That's the first note that I made. I, I said, Chris is good at imitating Rob. Yeah. And it's not, uh, there's no real curveballs in it. There, there's maybe like, like I said, they, they add their own screaming into it, but it's very straightforward, very cut dry. You know, we're going to imitate uh, instead of, kind of they didn't take too much creative uh leisure with it hmm i interpreted it differently actually oh yeah um like at 127 i wrote i made a shocked face when the breakdown hit because that wasn't in the original true yes I was like, Ooh, the stink <laughs> yeah. face yeah um it's a good breakdown 
Yeah. 215 was a cool scream section. And then the breakdown at 230. Um, and I wrote that the, there was like a bass boom somewhere after that, towards the end that, that, that was like, um, dogs can grow beards all over by a uh, devil's Prada. Like during that song, they, they yeah. like where he goes mm-hmm. up and down the bass, something, something like that. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of, I, I interpreted it as sounding, uh, more like, like different. You said it was copy and paste. It sounded to me more, more like they made it their own, at least the way that I, I you know, interpreted it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I took, I took the, like the breakdown on the screamings as their, their own twist, but I guess I might've had Necrogoblicon before them in the, in my playlist. So hearing them take such a creative uh, leisure and doing whatever they want mm-hmm. and then going to Dracula, it kind of, it, I guess it might have just kind of dampened how much, how different it actually was compared to the original. Okay. So you're saying all, like all the, all the, uh, all the parts from the original were exactly the same, but, but motionless and white still added extra stuff in there to, to make it their own. So like, like, like the way that Necrogoblicon did the chorus for Chop Suey, it was completely different than the original mm-hmm. Chop Suey, but the way that motionless and white did like the chorus for Dragula was, or in like the verses and stuff were like pretty close to the original. Yeah. The bones, like, like Necrogoblicon, like they, they tore that thing down to the bones and they, I think they even took a couple bones out and tried reassembling the body back together and made this it's like yeah that's technically a person but is it the same person it it was very close uh borderline like frankenstein stuff whereas this was uh they they took it and they kept the bone structure the same and then they added a couple parts to it to make Mm -hmm. it their own yeah so like the i guess i was looking more at the core of the song and not necessarily uh, all the little extra bits. Yeah. Um, this is actually the first Rob Zombie song that I've ever listened to. Like completely. Like I, I, I knew what kind of sound he has and mm-hmm. what kind of style he sang. And, you know, I've heard like snippets and stuff, but I, like the, this is like the first time that I've actually like sat down and, and like listened to one of his songs, like, uh, all the way through. So you listened to the original all the way through? Yeah. What do you think? I guess which which do you prefer the uh, the original or? Uh, I think I like the cover more. Okay, because just because of those like breakdown parts, that's just like my style that I mm-hmm. like to hear in just just in music in general. I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of genre you would call like Rob Zombie and like Mar- Marilyn Manson like the like that st- that style of rock just doesn't mm-hmm. really get me going at all. Um, it's just not my, not your forte. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you prefer, I, I agree. I like the cover a little bit better. Uh, it's probably my favorite out of the, uh, motionless white covers just because they've, they did somebody told me and do host. And honestly, I didn't like you. I liked somebody told me or yeah, I like somebody told me I honestly didn't really 
like Duhast all that much. It kind of it was a little boring. I I find that song boring to begin with. So yeah, I'm not the biggest Ramstein. Yeah, they would have had to. Guy. They would have had to really flash that up to give me interest in it, and it it just didn't fit in my fancy. Was somebody told me the somebody told me that you had a boyfriend or mm-hmm. something like that one? Yeah. Okay. Who did that? Was that like Modest Mouse or something? I, oof, I thought that was the Killers. Oh, you might be right. I'm just... It's a race. I can't spell. So. Yeah, it is the Killers. You're right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I thought it was the Killers. How you got me questioning myself? Because <laughs> I don't normally listen to them. Yeah. I, I would agree. I like the, the cover better than the original. But do you, do you listen to Rob Zombie at all? Like regularly or every once in a while? I used to, that used to, that was one of my like middle school, high school, I'm sorry. Yeah. Middle school, high school, like intro to metal bands. Mm -hmm. So Rob Zombie, White Zombie. um, Yeah. That just, so I like, I like them listening to them every now and then kind of brings me back a little bit, but it's, it's not my my everyday listen. Do you ever watch his movies? No. Me either. I don't, I don't do horror all that well. So really? Yeah. I, I only watch horror movies with you, Jeff. I'm not lying. I was going to say like, we've been to many. Yeah. Like you, you showed me silent Hill. Yeah. Silent Hill. That kind of got me going on the, I guess because those are more psychological thrillers in my opinion than right. horror movies yeah so yeah I, I don't i like i like getting my mind fucked with like so watching those movies where you don't really know what's going on m night Shyamalan twists and stuff like that i i enjoy that the the saw movies just blood and gore and i get there's a, a plot to it and it's supposed to kind of be a puzzle all the way through but i it's not it's just when it keeps when it keeps you when i don't know, it it dulls your senses so much like you're just you're getting hit with all this gore all at once and you're just, it kind of takes away from the rest of the story in my opinion yeah i definitely prefer something that's story driven as well um like i don't mind gore but like gore for gore's sake mhm kind of makes me a little uncomfortable sometimes yeah um like like saw at least the beginning there was more story driven and then as it goes on it's like yeah there's story but it's like all right you don't need to make like nine of them you know what i mean um (laughs) and like have them all connect together and whatever but uh um i don't mind if gore you know i don't mind having some gory things in there but i there i think it was like a movie recently i saw i don't know but it was it was just kind of like made me sick or something made me like, ugh, I don't want to, it was like too much or like the, just, it was like too graphic or something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I like, I like you said, like more of the psychological thing where it's, you're kind of, there's like a mystery and you're kind of figuring out like, uh, like, uh, like insidious, you like those, right? Yeah. Those Those are like, yeah, like scary, but not like there's no gore and blood or at all. It's just, yeah, a good story, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, or even um, 
shoot, I can never, never remember it. The one of the movies in the attic and the kids, uh, Have we seen it together? Yes. Yep. Kids in the attic. The guy like moves into a house and the 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 scary monster bad guy doesn't actually make his move until you move out of that house. Like Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sinister. Sinister. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the one. Yeah, I like that movie. That was good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we're on the same page with, with those. I, I've never seen a Rob Zombie movie either. Although I have noted that like like some of his newer ones that came out, I sometimes I'll write down, oh, I should, I, that looks kind of interesting. I've never seen one of them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should check it out, but. I hear they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They got a I, whole, I like, they got a whole cult following with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, if, if somebody's not going to sit down and watch it with me, I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> yeah. The thing that scares me the most about scary movies is eyes. Like, you know how, like, if you can, like, the, like, the whites of someone's eyes, like, if they're, like, if you were to tilt your head back and, like, try to open up your eyes real wide and, like, look down at someone, like, that type of look, like, scares the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, so, and sometimes I'm scrolling through, like, maybe, like, Netflix or Amazon or something and looking for a movie and then, like, the cover of the movie is someone looking down like that. I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, like, scroll past it real quick. Is it just, like, that That look is just creepy as fuck to me. Yeah. You know, I can handle a little bit of gore. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. It doesn't really scare me, but, like, looks, like, someone's face, like, faces can really just give me the willies sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm just too analytical. I just, I look at stuff and I'm like, why would you do that? You're, you're dumb. So that's why I enjoy yeah. like a good, like psychological where they're, they do things and it's actually kind of smart. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, I could see somebody doing that. That sounds about right. And then, but like, what's actually going on? There's a whole other side of this. We need to figure out what's going on. And then the jump scares get you and you're like, okay, yep. It's like, yeah, why are you going into the murder basement? Yep. <laughs> Run faster. Jason is walking. <laughs> he can't catch up to you if you're running. Right. Somehow just, he does. Just run down the road. Why just are you down the road? Why are you staying at the ins- why are you staying at the farm? Just run away. It's like like from Game of Thrones, that one episode where the kid didn't uh, you know, no spoilers. I won't give out any spoilers, but you know, the kid didn't zigzag when he was running. It's like, you just ran in a straight line and you got hit with an arrow. <laughs> zigzag. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Are I, you I, shocked? I, yeah, I know. I know what part you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. People in horror movies are pretty stupid. Yeah. It's fun to make bets on who's going to die first and who makes it out alive. Oh, that sounds like a fun game. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite fun. Cause you can usually pick it out pretty easily. It's there. There's a trope. Yeah, there is. <laughs> All right. So getting back on track. All right. Uh, next is every time we touch by the bunny, the bear originally done by Cascada. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Cascade, yeah. Cascade, uh, Cascada. I, I, I read it as Cascada. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just some, I guess, Sad note here, the original bear from The Bunny of the Bear just died July 10th, so literally a day before us recording this. 
mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hutka, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And I did a little bit of research just because I was like, because when I sent that to you, you're like, wait, he wasn't a current member. They've gone through, uh, they're now on the bear 5.0. Uh, He's the fifth one. The one that's in this song currently is the 5.0. The one that just died was uh, the original bear. Wow. And I he, mean, I, hmm? I was just gonna say, yeah, I, I don't, I don't follow him that closely. I just, I assumed it was the same person. That's what I thought. Time. I was like, oh man, his voice is. I've, I've noticed that his voice has changed, and I was like, what? why does it sound different? Like slightly different. Uh, but I thought it was just like age and growing up and stuff like that. But yeah, no, he, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hutka was part of the band from 2008 to 2012, 2013 and 2014. Mm. And the reason those are separate is because he left, came back, left, came back, left, came back. Uh, he's on the first five albums. Uh, yeah. So it was just kind of sad to hear uh, just because I, I think my favorite song that he's in would be, uh, and I'm going to butcher this cause it's in French. Uh, Cespian Leon or something like that. It's, I don't know, it's in French. I can't, I, I'm really bad at languages, guys. Uh, but it, it's it's one of my favorite songs. He has a really pretty voice. Uh, and I I love Matt Tabor. Tabor. Uh, he, his scream is interesting. It's not traditional at all. He just, it's crazy, chaotic, and I, I really enjoy his screams. So with this song, they took uh, every time we touched and they turned it into techno metal with the twist. Uh, his Matt Tabor's screams are just raw and all over the place. And yet the like every time we touch, I feel the so every all the clean parts, there's just this nice, it, uh, clean, refreshing song kind of with uh, in the first song we covered uh, Hannah and leo how his voice was all gravelly and his her voice is very crisp and clean it's the same dichotomy of uh like hot and cold and it just they balance each other out very nicely i i like it i think it was very tastefully done good cover yeah i I really you know he has a great voice and great singing Mm -hmm. voice but i also really like the timbre and the color of his voice it's it's interesting i don't know what kind of word you would use to describe it, but it's he, and he kind of does this like fast vibrato thing mm-hmm. every once in a while. Uh, I really like this cover more than the original. I think maybe, um, I, I'd like the guitar part covering that main synth theme. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the original. Just mm-hmm. I, th- I think that follow following the the chorus or whatever singing. Um, but uh, like I like that they threw in a guitar part in there. Uh, co- uh copying that. Um, I remember saying this when you first sent it to me that I and I think it still holds true that the the song could I think benefit a bit from a thicker guitar tone thicker guitar tone mm-hmm. like down tuned a little bit it like it it sounded a little thin um but i know that i know it just like their band doesn't have that style of guitar anyway 
No, they're very but, crunchy, very yeah. mid trebly. Yeah, I I feel like like I f- like if you know you could tell the difference between say like this this guitar tone and then the betraying the martyrs heaviness. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it could have it could have brought it up to the next level if if they had done something with like betraying the martyrs style of uh like a heavier thicker guitar tone guitar tone like it didn't sound like it was like tuned low enough okay for my for my liking but yeah so not necessarily yeah. uh like more chuggy but just uh drop tuning it down to yeah. get a little play deeper it, play it like an octave lower okay yeah. that would have been that would have been really low but yeah <laughs> but you're not you're not metal unless you play a seven or eight string these days you know right? so <laughs> it's not allowed it's not allowed <laughs> it's like it's like bands are just uh like getting into the keeping up with the joneses like oh you're playing a seven string i'm gonna play an eight string guitar that's what it feels <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> Oh, nine string. Oh, 10 string. It's like, where's the bass? Oh yeah. Well, we replaced you. We don't need a bass anymore. It's like the bass is actually higher notes than the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> the bass is the melody. Yeah. <laughs> the bass, start, the, the bass is playing all the power chords now. And then the eight, stri- eight, eight or nine string guitar is playing all the notes. Right. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't have anything else to say. It's, it's sad to hear that uh, another uh, musician and, they didn't release any info on what happened, but it's just sad to hear that. Uh, hopefully Matt Tabor is taking it. Okay. Mm-hmm. With everything. I know they're, they said they had their fallings out here and there, but they were always pretty close friends. So it's just sad to, sad to hear that, especially literally a, the day before we recorded this episode. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, concerning the other bears mm-hmm. over the years do you, did you happen to stumble across anything why they changed so much because you, you i mean i know you said you thought it was the same guy the whole time but did you happen to find anything so in your travels yeah so uh, the way i could put it together the best is chris hutka was in the band permanently from 2008 to 2012 then he left they found somebody to replace him and he came back, you know, after like six months or something like that. So after like a tour or something, he came back and then, so then he's still original bear. And then when he left again, they brought another bear in that brought him up to four. And then he came, he came back, that bear left. And then he left permanently at, uh, at the end of, uh, in 2014 and now they're up to number five. So it's just that they never got the same person back after he came back. Right. Um, Maybe and I don't, differences or something. Yeah. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem like there would be any bad blood or anything. Maybe, you know, like fighting. In, you they, know. I, the best I could find is they had their falling outs every now and then. So there probably was creative differences and he was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to take a break. You do what you want to do and I'll 
you know, I'll be back sort of thing. And then whatever happened, he, he left. I, like I said, I don't follow it all that much. I just, I want to get a little bit of a deeper history as to in the band, just to kind of honor him in a sense, Mm -hmm. uh, for his time in the band. It was just crazy to hear. Yeah. Uh, anything else about every time we touch? Nope. I like the, the cover art for the song. Oh, me too. It's so colorful. It's, it's really good color. That's, I think that's my last comment is it's very colorful, like a tattoo. It's awesome. Right. Yeah. And I think when you sent it to me, I I said it kind of, it reminded me of that new tattoo that you got. Oh yeah. My, uh, not exactly the same, but kind of. Yeah. Cause there's a dagger going through the bear head and I have a dagger going through a snake head. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, was there any, there wasn't any inspiration behind that. It was just, is that just coincidence behind mine? Yeah. I can't remember. So my tattoo is, uh, inspired by avalanche by the ghost inside. Oh yeah. And that the part where they specifically the lyric, the lyrics, um, I shook the hand of doubt so I could sever the lies that he spits from his mouth. So that's just kind of, it's a visual representation or how I would represent that. That's like my favorite line out of that song. So yeah, I thought it'd make it coming back to me now and make a good tattoo. So I got it done. It looks awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome. Uh, yeah. So I guess we can move on to the last song that we have for today. And that is you belong with me originally sung by Taylor Swift or the way I liked it. I, I say T-Swizzle and nobody understands what I say. And I don't know if that just makes me old. Because <laughs> I feel like at one point in time, that was a very common thing to say. Or I've, right. or I've just been saying it since day one and no one's caught on. I don't know. <laughs> I think I I think I think picked it up when you said that. I, I have it. I have it as T-Swift. Yep. I wrote down T- originally T- by T-Swift. Yeah. T-Swift, I think, was the way it was said. And then for whatever reason, I started calling her T-Swizzle. But yeah, so it's covered by For All Those Sleeping, which uh, I I enjoyed back in high school and early college years. This was a, the song was another one of those gender benders where they took the song and made it their own by uh, switching the gender. So that was you know, they're talking about a girl instead of a guy. It's fast and heavy. Um, has some nice clean vocals in it. And I, and here I have uh, T-Swizzle's version is uh, PG. And For All Those Sleeping's version is R. Yeah, and, I did notice that. <laughs> And the breakdown at 2.30 says what T-Swizzle really wanted to say, I feel like. But because she tries to stay radio friendly, she couldn't. (laughs) And for those who haven't heard the song, the breakdown, uh, they repeat the lyrics, uh, why can't you just fucking see? And then they go on to say, you belong to me instead of you belong with me. Mm -hmm. And I... I don't know, just the way, you know, Taylor Swift writes songs. She seems like she could be a little crazy enough to say you belong to me. 
just speculation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this cover too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was never the biggest fan of for all those sleeping, but I did have their album, um, outspoken, which was number two, I believe. Yes. Um, that was pretty good. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, Oh, I didn't just listen to them all the time, but you know, throw them on every once in a while. Um, I wrote that this original is getting me like really nostalgic. Uh, like the, the, the original T Swift song, mm-hmm. her version, just because I remember it getting big, you know, remember her just exploding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just brings back a decade ago. Yeah. It was a decade ago. It was, um, if not really close to, I really like the screaming in the cover. Uh, some of this, I, rem- I noted like right at the beginning, some of the singing felt weird to me, but I don't really remember why it felt weird. I don't know if it's just, know if, like, it just the, didn't sit right with you. Yeah. Just like one part. Like I think when they, like right when they first came in, just did it just felt a little strange, but overall the rest of it was fine. Yeah. Um, there was a cool synthy part. Or, or they or like they made it like a EDM like during the, uh like dur- during the second verse, yeah. Do you remember if they? Do you remember if they had like electronic stuff, like prevalent in their music, or was, uh, did they do it every once in a while? Because I can't remember. They had a keyboardist, so I don't think okay. it was super prevalent. But they did throw it in there every now and then. Just layered in okay. yeah um yeah i really like the breakdown at 230 mm-hmm. like like you mentioned and like that that like glit that glitchy pitch down with the, like bent like mm, uh yes like that type of thing yep I, I love when i love little effects like that yeah they bend it down and it just got real deep and real heavy mm-hmm. it's so good uh yeah i, I felt like it was tastefully done I have, and this has nothing to do with the song per se, but I have a funny little T Swift story to share. Uh, do you remember when we went to the Crowfoot Ballroom? It's a music hall in Pontiac here in Michigan. They, I don't remember all who was playing that night, but upon this dawning, did uh, Call Me Maybe. Do you remember that? I, I remember that I think if, if Do you know if where this is story, going, I, th- yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so upon this dawning did call me maybe, which is not t- like T Swift at all, but we're up in they have this little balcony area and we're standing up there and there's these two girls next to us older than we were uh, drinking and uh, they had to be like 10 beers deep. And the reason we know this is because they were, instead of throwing their old cups away, they were stacking their beer, their empty cups underneath the one that they were drinking. And they had a tower of cups. And so <laughs> I don't remember that part. You don't remember that? Oh yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. It was fun. So at least one of them was, uh, you know, drinking that heavily, but I, I don't remember which one it was, but some one of them they were were standing up there, and upon this dawning, just finished up. We're in the middle of sets, and they said something about, oh, you know, that was kind of like 
dumb. I didn't like how they they did that song or something like that. And they look over at Jeff and Jeff used to have a bunch of keychains. So it almost looked like uh, stage passes if, you know, in a dimly lit yeah. area. And I think that's where they mistake mistook you. They're like, yeah. wait, are you one of the, like in one of the bands? And I instantly Jeff's about to say no. And I I like put my hand on his chest and I said, yeah, he is. And, <laughs> and they're like, no way. And and somehow we got on the subject of Taylor Swift. And I think they might've thought that that song was Taylor Swift. Yeah. And I, to, I, to, I was trying to remember how, how we came, how that came up, but I don't remember. I think they thought call me maybe was a, was a Taylor Swift song. And, uh, Oh no, 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 no. You know what? They looked at you and they said, you know what? You actually kind of look like, you look like a Taylor Swift's like ex boyfriend or something like that. And I said, <laughs> Or like someone that she used to date. And, and I go, don't tell anyone. But you know that song? And I think Blank Spaces just came out. It was around that. I I think that was the one that just came out. I, I said, don't say anything. But that song is actually about him. Yeah. And they looked up at me and Jeff and I. And with utter disgust, <laughs> almost crying, saying, how could you do that to her? And they walked away. It was, <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world. I, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all in good fun. We were trying to, you know, you know, just, uh, it was just teasing and, you know, it was, yeah, I do. I do remember that. Um, <laughs> they sobered up and we're probably like, that guy was just shit with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a fun night. Uh, yeah. So just to get, again, to reiterate, we weren't trying to, <laughs> uh you know cause any uh no it's canon or like, you it's canon it was, you 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 dated taylor swift they yeah they know it yeah <laughs> yeah and they're, they're probably telling that telling that to everybody now yeah. yeah yeah it was it was just funny to see the looks on their faces and um yeah i don't really do stuff like that but it the opportunity presented itself and i couldn't resist right yeah i i it's funny that you mentioned that, that keychain because the thing was massive it was just oh my god it was so ridiculous i had like i had a i had like a guitar thing on like a like a plastic guitar it was i think it was like back back when i had a guitar student i think it was from a like a happy meal or something like that from mcdonald's she was she was young enough to get happy meals and i think she gave it to me um (laughs) so i hung on to that and then i had like a like a rubik's cube keychain and i had um some like animals or something like just, just a bunch of random crap that, that got to be so big that I I, like, you would hear me like half a mile away walking down a hallway at, at Oakland university and like, Oh, there comes Jeff. (laughs) keychains. Um, like you couldn't even like find my keys in in there cause it was just overshadowed by, by everything. But yeah, Yeah. that was, that was a, that was a fun night. (laughs) Was that the, no, that wasn't the same night where you, where I lost my key, my car keys. Remember that at Royal Oak music theater? Mm. I think it was the same. Yeah. I think it was the same night where we, where someone threw your shoe at, at a uh, Craig Mabbit yeah. from escape the fate. Yeah. <laughs> like we were leaving. Like I drove, I don't know if I drove you, but I definitely drove my own car there and we were leaving and uh, yeah, you lost your shoe. Yep. Somehow or I lost my shoe. You lost your keys. Yeah. 
you, yeah, you lost your shoe and somehow my keys came out. Cause like, I would always carry them on my belt loop, like with those like hiking or not hiking. Uh, the carabiners. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, those holder things. And, uh, I was like, where are my keys at? I didn't feel them come off or anything. And I'm not really that much of a like mosher like you are. So I, you know, um, but, uh, lost them and then kind of searching around the building, asking people, I'm like, we, we must've circled the building like two or three times. And then I came back to the doors and they're like a oh, VIP only please. And I'm like, well, I lost my car keys. Like, can I look for them? What kind of car, sir? Um, it was a Chrysler Sebring yeah. 2001. And they're like, yeah, here they are. And they just, they were like holding on to him. Like they had him in their hand right there. Like, oh, thanks. And uh, <laughs> that was that. Yeah. Fun concert stories. But yeah, yeah that was my little T-Swizzle uh, background for you. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you originally, this, this song wasn't on our, uh, wasn't on our original list. And then and Matt texted me. He's like, do you mind if we add you belong with me for all those sleeping? Because it wouldn't feel right as a cover episode, if we didn't mention a song, a cover song by Taylor Swift, because she's covered so much. Uh, she writes songs that are meant to be covered. Honestly, like, yeah, in my opinion, I don't like her music. That's, but here's the thing. She knows how to write a catchy tune yeah. and it's so catchy that you can apply it and it works so well with metal and like her emotion, even because she writes about, at least all the songs I've heard are mainly about breakups. So you apply all that emotion into, into metal and it sounds awesome. So honestly, I would pay to see her do a collab with some metal artists and actually do like, uh, she could do like the clean vocals on a song and then have somebody do some like dirty, like screaming behind her. I think that'd be cool. That would be really cool. In my honest kinda opinion. Like, yeah. Kind of like Lady Gaga did that collaboration with Metallica. I knew she did that. I don't think I've heard it though. Yeah. I don't know if they did an official like release or anything, but I know that they performed together at the half at at a Super Bowl halftime show and Mm -hmm. Metallica's mic went out or something and kind of, it's kind of a fail, somewhat of a fail, but uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I, I like that idea too. So if anybody out there knows how to get that started, get working on it because i want to listen to it and give matt credit for being the one the idea thought of it yeah Yeah. (laughs) he needs royalties for having that uh i could retire on those royalties yeah intelligent or what uh intellect intellectual uh intellectual property property or something there we go yeah right yep yeah (laughs) uh yeah so that's uh, I, that's pretty much all I have to say. That was, uh, those were the covers that I kind of wanted to talk about. Maybe we'll do another, uh, bad covers. Cause these are covers that I kind of liked, but I, there's a few covers out there that I could choose. And, uh, not that they're horrible. I just feel like in my opinion, they didn't hit the nail on the head and, uh, we could talk about those and maybe discuss on what would have been better. But, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, do we have anything in the works, Jeff, on, next episodes or um i did mention to you if you still want to do it uh the album uh the death of me by Mm -hmm. polaris um 
back that 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 one came out early 2020 so that's not it's their most recent release but it's not this year and that's a Polaris is a new is is a new band for me yeah um i haven't heard any of their albums yet and then the structures ep that just came out uh july 9th a couple days ago um none of the above it's a six song ep yeah and then i know born of osiris just came out but i think we're gonna try and fit that in with uh um attila Attila, correct yeah okay attila yeah attila doesn't come out till july 23rd so so and i think cds typically come out like on a friday so probably that a week later that sunday so like the end of july would probably okay record that one and then that comes out like early August or something. Yeah. So, uh, structures and Polaris, I think is what we're going to be doing next week for you guys. Sounds good to me. Uh, I, do you have anything else to wrap it up, Jeff? I, no, I'm good. You enjoy it. Overall, you enjoyed the, this steps this episode, maybe not your favorite, oh, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was interesting to, you know, it got me into a couple different, like, you know, musical styles that I, don't ever search for on my own. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like being exposed, even if I don't like the music that I'm listening to, I like being exposed to different things that could, you know, broaden my horizons and okay. kind of lead me to different directions. In that case, maybe we'll take you into the depths of my, uh, my far out there listenings. Cause I know oh you, you listen to a lot of math metal and stuff like that. I listen to like, uh, what do you call it? Norwegian folk metal and cowie metal and stuff like that. So maybe we'll have to do a, you take a couple of bands you like listening to in the math section that I don't normally listen to. And I'll take some of mm-hmm. my, uh, whatever. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe choose like a song or two from each and kind yeah. of compile them together like this episode. Yeah. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. We could do that if you want. We could do that. Cause I think there's a bit of a gap between Polaris and structures and then like born of a Cirrus and uh, Attila, there might be like two weeks in in between there where, where we could f- do that. Sounds good to me for, for an episode. So yeah, I like that. Cool. Cool. Uh, well that wraps up, wraps it up. Uh, this was the black ass one zeros of all things metal. I guess we'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>